Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hi, welcome to the post-game show. It is just me today, just your boy Pat, here today talking. Uh, my goodness. Patriots win. Let me tell you something. Had the Patriots played like this all year long, I mean, we'd be talking about a 10-6, and 11-5 team. We would have looked at Cam completely different. We would have said, Cam, look at this guy out here making plays, making throws. I mean, three, three touchdown passes today. Three touchdown passes today. I believe coming into the game, he had five on the season. So to have that many touchdown passes uh, in, in one game for Cam, I think, was huge. And then he's throwing to everyone else. He's throwing to Michelle. He's throwing to James White. He's throwing to the tight ends. He hit Nikhil Harry a few times. This is what we wanted all year long. This is all we asked for. All year long, this is all we were looking for. And you never got it. For whatever reason, the Patriots just never gave it to you. And they gave it to us here in this game where, to be honest with you, I was hoping they'd lose. Because I figured, well, what the hell? You get a better draft pick or whatever. Cam was 21 for 30 for 242 yards passing and three touchdowns. I mean, that's that's not the best game of his season. That is far and away the best game of the season. My goodness, that's better than like three games he had combined. You might take it like the three best games he had all season, combine them, and they still wouldn't be as good as he played today. So, you know, that's all we're looking for. And, of course, the report comes out this morning from Schefter saying that the Patriots and Cam are both probably moving on. So Cam, of course, wants to put something good on tape. Maybe the Patriots want to put something good on tape, too. Hey, here's what Cam can do. Let's showcase him a little bit. Well, what the heck? Why weren't we freaking doing this all year long? I, I just I don't understand. Of course, he catches the touchdown pass as well from Jacoby. But, you know, I just I don't understand where this offense was all year long. And, look. I know you had some difficulties. I realize the Jets stink. I get it. But like at a certain point, you got to just let them play. Let them get out there and play and just see what they have. And I thought that that's what they did well. And, and uh, you know, look, was it perfect? Of course not. And like I said, I, I was almost rooting for them to lose. So like for them to win was like, all right, kind of bittersweet for me because I'm like, all right, fine. You know, we'll take the win because they played great. And it's always good to see the Patriots win. Um, you know, but it's just, it's one of those things where you look at it and just say, okay, all right. Like if they could have done that, what the hell were they doing? You know? And so I, I'm not really sure what happened. I don't know what they saw with Cam where they said he can't do this over, over a consistent period of time. He was hitting James White at the back of me. They weren't making those throws early in the season. They weren't for some reason they weren't doing it. I know they lost Edelman. I know, I know all that stuff happened, but you know, it's frustrating when you see them play this type of game to not look at it and say, well, why couldn't this be the game plan every week? 
why couldn't we try to, why couldn't we try to do this every week? And maybe it wouldn't work every week, but if it worked two thirds of the weeks, then like, you know, what, what the heck's the problem, you know? And so that's, that's the issue that I have. Of course, the jets squandered some, uh, squandered some plays. Sam Donald looked terrible today as usual. Uh, he did have a few nice throws, but you know, his, his two interceptions were bad. The, the one that JC Jackson picked off was just a, a horrendous throw. And then the, the Jonathan Jones play was a nice play by him. Don't get me wrong. Nice play by Jonathan Jones, uh, you know, came off his, came out of his zone to make that play, but he's got to see that. Donald's got to see that guy lurking there uh, and know that, that pick is coming. And he didn't. And so, you know, it turned out to be a fairly easy interception for Jones, but, but overall I thought they played well. Look, I was happy to see young guys. Miles Bryant struggled a little bit. I thought he, play, he was playing a lot more safety uh, than corner. And I think they were just trying to move some things around and try some different things out. Um, and so they figured out, oh, shoot, let's give it a shot and just throw Miles Bryant at, at safety and see what happens. Uh, and he just didn't look good. Uh, he didn't look at a few bad plays um, in a row, like three consecutive bad plays where he missed a tackle on a screen pass. And then he was waiting for the ball to come and, and Crowder stepped in front of it and, and caught it almost like he intercepted it. Uh, you know, as Brian was waiting for it to come. And then he had the, uh, you know, the, the, the hit on the, um, on the touchdown where, you know, he hit him in the head and those things happened. But, you know, I thought overall he didn't have a great game, but Chase Winovich was all over the field, making great plays in the backfield consistently hit Donald a few times, had two sacks. I thought he played extremely well. Um, You know, Duggar was out there again. um, And although he didn't have any like huge plays, I do think that he kind of held his own uh, and played pretty well back there as well. So, um, you know, some uh, so, some good things there. I thought Heron played okay. Uh, he did end up getting replaced. Um, but I thought he played okay when he was out there. So it's like, you know, what are we going to get? A really nice pancake on the uh, – uh, Phil Perry tweeted it out. Had, had a really nice pancake on the James White touchdown uh, where he just absolutely flattened the dude. Um, but, you know, the idea is, and what, what I wanted to see was, let's get the young kids involved, okay? Get the young kids involved. Let's see what they have. Devin Asiasi getting some targets, man. Caught a touchdown pass. A nice throw by Cam. You know, granted, Asiasi got a free release. I don't know what they were doing there on that coverage, but the only guy that was covering him was the deep safety. It was like, that's insane. But whatever, Okay, Cam puts it in a nice spot. Asiasi with a nice extension to make the play, and then follows it into the end zone. Um, and so that was a good. That was good to see. I mean, Asiasi had zero catches coming into today. Still had a drop. Yes, the ball was behind him, but you got to catch the flipping ball. Um, and so that's something he's got to work on moving forward into next year. Um, but you know, it was still good to see him out there actually catching some passes. And again. Sony Michelle, Jay Feely, man, screw that. Jay Feely has no idea what the hell he's talking about. But Jay Feely's talking about, you know, Sony Michelle, hey, it looks like he's coming to his own. He's really catching some passes and doing well and blah, 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 all this stuff. And then right after that, Bill Belichick hasn't had a good first round pick since 2012. He's Chandler Jones, a whole thing. And I'm like, wait a second. First of all, first of all, Dante Hightower was taken after Chandler Jones. So if, you, if you're going to say 2012, fine, say Dante Hightower, not Chandler Jones, since Chandler Jones was taken first. But that's. Not the point. The point is, is that you can't compliment Sony Michelle all game long and talk about how the last three weeks now he's looked really good running the football. Three weeks in a row he's looked really good running the football. Okay? And, you know, look, people can be pissed about the pick all they want. 
But Sony Michelle is a player, man. He's a player. And I know he had a rough year last year. I know he was hurt at the beginning of the year, this year, you know, this year as well. But when he's on the field, he makes plays, and he's been doing well. He did really well at the end of the year this year. And I think that him next year, combined with Damian Harris, is going to be a force. That's going to be a really good rushing attack next year, Sony Michelle and Damian Harris. Now, whether they move on from Sony, whether they trade him somewhere, or I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. But what I'm saying to you is that he showed in these last few weeks that he can catch the ball out of the backfield, He's still a good pass projector, and he can run the football. And I think that that's huge, huge for him, okay? That's a huge thing, okay? And people can talk about all they want, oh, Michelle sucks and all this other stuff, and that's fine. People are going to dump on him no matter what, okay? But the fact is that he played pretty well today. He played pretty darn well today. And, uh, you know, uh, they're finally throwing the ball to the backfield. I mean, they hadn't done that. It looks like he, he can do it. They weren't doing it, but it looks like he can do it. So whose fault is that? Is it their fault that they weren't giving the ball, or is it Sony's fault that he can't do it, but it looks like he can? So I'm not really sure what's going on. So, again, just small things, okay? These are small things here, okay? It's the Jets. It's the Jets, right? We're not sitting here saying, oh, you know, the Patriots are, you know – everything's fixed and they're great. That's not what we're saying, okay? Nobody's saying that. It's one game against the Jets. But the idea is it was still nice to see, right? It sucks that you see it in a Week 17 game that means nothing, where I was almost kind of hoping they'd lose to get a better draft pick. Um, But it's still good to see, right? You go out on a high note and you say, hey, we have some players for next year. We got some guys for next year, right? Uche wasn't on the field. He was hurt. So there are some guys that that were hurt still. On Wainu, I thought played well. Look, I thought Wainu has played well at tackle all year long, but he kind of slots into that guard spot, doesn't he? Uh, and if he does, then that probably means that Joe Tooney's moving on, which stinks. I don't want that to happen. But if you have a guy like Wainu and you feel comfortable that Isaiah Wynn's going to be back at left tackle, and then, you know, say Heron's going to play right tackle or you draft a guy or you bring a guy in to play right tackle and you're talking about Andrews has to be back. Andrews is a number one priority. So that really kind of becomes the next thing, right? And so I know I was just talking about on Wainu and, and where he's going to slot, right? But I think if they think he's really a guard, then they move on from Tooney. And then it becomes, you know, where are we going to slot guys in? Where are guys going to go, right? And so now, of course the focus shifts of the off season, right? Where you got some young, you got some young talent. I think you have some players that can play, right? But then the question is, what's Hightower going to decide? What's Chung going to decide? What's Marcus Cannon going to decide? Those are three starters, right? Now, Cannon may not come in, back in as a starter. I don't know. Maybe they feel better about Heron or Illuminor, you know, or, or uh, Corey. I don't think Corey's going to But either way, right? Maybe they feel better about one of those guys than they do about Marcus Cannon. So Cannon doesn't matter anyways. I don't know. I think personally, Cannon's going to be gone. His cap hits like almost ten million, and they have some options there at right tackle. So I, I don't think Cannon's coming back. I think he's going to retire anyways. I thought he was going to retire before last season, before this season, I should say. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cannon either retired or ended up getting cut by the Patriots. Uh, again, a fairly substantial cap hit for really a replaceable talent at right tackle. Okay, and so 
you know, that really kind of now becomes the question, right? What are we going to do moving forward, right? Do we need a new quarterback? Looks like we do, right? Obviously, the report came out about Cam. Doesn't look like he's coming back, right? But he put some good tape out there today, right? So now we can go to another team and say, hey, look, this is what I can do. I can still throw the ball. I can still throw it. You see, I was out there throwing the ball in this game. They didn't give me – he can spin it however he wants. They didn't give me a chance to throw it. And because they didn't give me a chance to throw it, then, you know, that's why I wasn't as successful last year or something like that. Who knows, right? He had that long run, obviously, earlier in the game too. So he looked good today. He played well. He played well today. But, again, like I said, if you had gotten this for 16 games – or 15 games, I guess, because he was out for one with COVID. If you got this for 15 games, if this is what you had for 15 games, you're in the playoffs right now. You're, well, maybe not in the playoffs. You're fighting for a playoff spot, right, at 10-6 and six or 11-5. and five. Like, 100%. If this is the type of offense that you got – you know, um, and and unfortunately, it's just not. It isn't. And so whether that's on the coaching staff, whether that's on the players, whether that's on who, I don't know. But I was happy to see it today. I was happy to see it today. You know, and now, again, like I said, everything shifts to the offseason. And so people can talk about, oh, Bill Belichick this, and he's on, he's overrated, and he's not as good as you think, and, you know, he's he stinks, and he's not a good GM, and he makes bad decisions, and so on and so forth. Say all that stuff. Go ahead and say everything. That's fine. Okay? Don't have faith in Bill Belichick. That's totally fine. This year, in the draft, crushed it. Right? Got Duggar. Got Uche. Got Onwenu. Looks really good. Asi Asi, obviously, struggled on and off catching the ball. Looked good today. Looked pretty damn good today. Miles Bryant, when he was playing corner, slot corner in particular, I thought looked really good. Struggled today at safety, but I thought, you know, as an undrafted guy, he looked good. Last year, okay, you want to question the Nikita Harry pick? Absolutely, totally fine. You want to question it? Sure. I still don't think he's gotten enough attention. I don't think they've thrown the ball to him enough, but that's not the point. Okay? You clearly missed on that, right? Because there were other guys that were there that were better than him. I thought Chase Winovich, he knocked that one under the park. Jacoby Myers, he's a player. Jacoby Myers is a player, man. That's a, that's a wide receiver, too, on your team. That's a guy that can step in and be your second wide receiver next year. Whether who's, who's going to be the number one, I don't know. It can't be Jacoby. But who's going to be your number one? I'm not sure. But bring in a number one guy. Jacoby can be your number two. That's pretty, you know, that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. And so that's some of the stuff where it's like, okay, now this team's starting to get built up a little bit. That Byron Coward played pretty well this year. That's a draft pick from last year, right? Lawrence Guy, a guy that they brought in, you know, and signed. Adam Butler, undrafted free agent, Right. John Jones, you know, so all these guys, you know, J.C. Jackson, you know, all these guys are guys that Belichick picked up, right? Drafted or undrafted free agents. So to me, I just, you look at it and say, well, what do you want from him? What do you want from him? He's built. Now, the issue is he hasn't hit on the skill position, and that's going to have to happen. You're going to have to hit on the skill position, guys. But question the Michelle pick all you want. But between Michelle and we'll see what James White, we'll see what happens with James White. But we'll see Michelle, James White, and Damian Harris, and perhaps even J.J. Taylor. They get a pretty good running back room. Okay? Now, you can question the Michelle pick if you want and say they could have taken this guy and that guy and this guy and everything else. Fine. That's fine. I got no problem with that. Right? Nick Chubb. Sure. I got no problem with that. But between Michelle, Harris, and J.J. Taylor, James White, whomever else, they have a pretty damn good running back room. Okay, so you're feeling good about the running backs. It's wide receiver and it's quarterback. You have to hit on a quarterback this offseason. And again, 
whether that's during the draft, whether that's a free agent signing like Jimmy G, who, by the way, Sam Franz is talking about, oh, he might not be back next year. $25 million contract this year. $25 million cap it this year. Um, $2 million of dead money if they cut him. I mean, you do the math there. Like, what are we doing here? Jimmy G's not gonna, Jimmy G's not playing quarterback in the San Francisco Nation. Not happening. So he's out. Jimmy G's out. Someone else is in. But that means Jimmy G's a free agent. Maybe he comes back here. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Right? I'm not sure. I don't know what the answer is going to be. Maybe the, maybe it's a Matt Stafford trade. I don't think so, but maybe it's a Matt Stafford trade. Maybe it's a Sam Donald trade. We don't know, right? You can speculate all you want. But the fact is that this offseason, what you have to do is you have to hit on a quarterback and you have to hit on a wide receiver. But he's hit on other places. He's rebuilt the offensive line. He's rebuilt the defensive line. He's rebuilt the secondary. He's done all that stuff. Okay? But now you have to hit on the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. And you need another linebacker, right? I thought Uche was a great addition. If you don't get Hightower back, now you're in real trouble. So you have to get a linebacker as well. So those three positions are your positions right there. Quarterback, wide receiver, linebacker. If you can get those three, then all of a sudden now you're competing next year, right? And this team, and listen, I know Cam, you know, Cam doesn't seem like he's going to be the quarterback next year. But what I saw from this offense today, what you saw from this offense today, if they can get that, something close to that next year, this is going to be a good team next year, man. It's going to be a good team. And I think the defense is already there now. This question is obviously about Stephon Gilmore and what, what's going to happen with him. Where's, you know, what's going to end up with Gilmore this year? And I think that that's a serious question that needs to be answered. He's obviously not playing under his current contract. So are the Patriots going to give him a two-year extension? Obviously, you're going to up his money this year, right? Because they took money from next year to, to give him more this year. So you have to up his money for 2021. And then do you say, okay, we're going to up your money this year and we're going to throw two years on the end of it. Maybe Gilmore says, no, nah, that, that's not working. It's not enough. I want five. And in which case, Bell says, go pound sand. And they got to trade him somewhere else. You know what I mean? But, like, but that's a situation where it's going to depend on what does Gilmore want? What do the Patriots want to do? If it's a two-year extension and you up his money this year, so you sign, he's signed for three more years, I think that makes sense for the Patriots. I don't know if it makes sense for Gilmore. That's the question, right? So, but those are things that they're going to have to deal with, right? A lot of cap, a lot of cap, tons of cap room for them. But they got to re-sign a ton of guys. They got to re-sign Adam Butler. Lawrence Guy, maybe. James White, maybe. David Andrews, definitely. Like, don't. So it's like those are the things that they they got to look at, right? So anyways, that's all. So listen, guys, it's been a fun ride. Thank you for coming along. Um, I appreciate it. I know it's been a long season for you guys uh, as it has been for us as well. Uh, Spags and I will be back with the show on Friday, and then we're going to take a few weeks off, and then, then we'll kind of go from there. But thank you for, for tuning in to the post-game shows as well. Um, and jump on that locker room app, man. I'll be on there every now and again in the offseason, too. We can chat. Uh, and otherwise, you know, hit me up on Twitter. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. 
So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.